It's Thursday, and I'm George Watkins. Thanks for stopping by. We meet here every morning <clears throat> around the same time, hopefully. And I'm glad you're here today again. We've come to listen to the Holy Spirit speak to us about his good treasures. And today I want to talk about the battles we want we fight in <laughs> that we go through now before we do i want to thank you if you're new to our channel and have come by on purpose or accidentally god makes no mistakes hang around a while and we will enjoy a short time this morning to encourage your day Hallelujah. There's some subscriptions you can do and liking and thumbs up and attaboys and comments and, and all those things that happen. When you do that, it helps the internet business and gives us a little boost out there. Thank you for helping us out. All right. Well, this is the thing God dropped in my heart today. And he said to us, or to me, and I want to share it with you, that some battles are just for practice. What? I thought all battles were just, you know, had a deep purpose to them. I thought everything that we ever did was the, you know, to end all. This was it. This was the big one. <laughs> well, some battles are just for practice. I have a friend who introduces me once in a while when we're in public and he'll say, George has been around the block a few times. Well, <clears throat> I take that as a compliment. It means that I have some maturity or at least I've got a lot of years behind me. <laughs> I would never admit that I'm old. I'm just mature. I'm a senior now and very, very much so. Matter of fact, People open doors for me now instead of me opening doors for them. That's kind of a scary thing. Okay, moving right along. Why do some of our old saints that we see have so much wisdom, you know, leather face, slightly bent forward because of the burdens they've carried? It's because they've been through some battles. And they've had some practice at this thing. There's a statement or a, you know, a saying people throw out, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Well, I know it's kind of a catchy modern statement, but what it means is, hey, I've been through that battle before, and here's my suggestion. And they'll give you one, and it's usually a pretty good idea. <laughs> run like mad or just ignore it and go on. I like what um, <clears throat> Martin Luther did when the devil showed up in his bedroom one night. <laughs> the devil showed up and Martin Luther said, or they wrote about it, and said that he rolled over and looked at the devil and said, oh, it's just you, and pulled the covers over his shoulder and went back to sleep. That's the attitude that some battles deserve. It's just another battle. Oh, hum, yon, yon. Now, we don't ignore the enemy in that sense where we're ignorant of his ways. We're, we know his wiles, as the Bible says, the King James says. 
his ways that he's tricking us. And I'll tell you what, most of the battles we have are just distractions to get us away from seeing and hearing God for the day. A battle comes in, what would it be? Well, it could be small or large, but it takes our attention from prayer, meditation, loving our neighbor, ministering to the orphan and the widow, whatever you know, form you're taking that day to express the good things of God, that battle has distracted you from it. Now, if indeed it does and you allow it, then that battle has, well, <laughs> it won, you didn't. Well, okay. Some battles are just for practice. How could that be? Now, I, I take that snapshot from the children of Israel, when they left Egypt on that miracle deliverance, all the plagues that came through and finally beat the socks off of Pharaoh and his crowd, they've said, we give up, go, get out of here. You killed, uh, you killed our firstborn, that was it, that did, the, that did the trick. Well, they left, and when they left, they borrowed, quote unquote, with their fingers crossed behind their back, all the gold and silver and jewels from all their neighbors. Well, it had to be their Egyptian friends. <laughs> they wouldn't have borrowed them from their Jewish friends. They were all leaving together. So they went out and if they worked for somebody or they were high, you know, they, they were working for all these Egyptians, they said, hey, can you loan me that big diamond you have. I just like that. And they took off with it. They, they were really one of the richest nations, if not the richest nation on the planet. If they, if two and a half million people borrowed money and took off or borrowed jewels and took off. Okay. But what they didn't have was experience in battle. They had not fought a war. They didn't. They were not in an army. They weren't allowed to have swords because they were slaves. All they knew to knew to do was work for someone else. So what did God do? God had a plan. He led them on a zigzag journey around the big boys, around the big armies, and let them practice on the small little battles until they were organized and skilled and got into troops and learned how to build weapons and make swords and use them. So when the big battle came, they were ready. They had learned how to submit to God. They had learned how to use the skill of the sword. Battles, some battles are just for practice. Now, I started out obviously <laughs> as a kid I was raised in a preacher's home, so I had I had a, a head start really, because we were we lived by faith ever since I remember. Mom and Dad had to pray the prayer of faith for most things we ever received, food and clothes, and all the things in between. So by the time I jumped off into the deep end of the pool. I learned to swim a little bit, but I still had to believe God for things. I believed God for a pair of pants and a sport jacket. I had one sport jacket and one pair of pants, nice ones, you know, go to church pants, and a pair of shoes that were polished. And so I looked presentable. 
but that's what all I had. I remember I picked up a $5 suit at the um, hawk shop, the secondhand store. I was so proud of that. $5. Well, you have to understand that was back in the 60s. <clears throat> I told a preacher, preacher's wife that. We were out to dinner. I said, "This look at my $5 suit. She said, oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I said, uh-oh, I guess my faith's not as big as theirs. What was I doing? I was practicing my faith, practicing my faith. Until at one point in my life, I had a suit. I had suits in the whole closet, the whole closet full of suits. I had plenty of suits, more than I could ever wear. Why? I practiced my faith for suits. I practiced my faith for income, for finances, and my faith for all the things in between. Practice my faith for preaching, for sermons I preach. I'm sure they were not all that brilliant, but the anointing would be there and somebody would respond. I'd preach my dad's sermons. I preached Oral Roberts' sermons, <laughs> tried to use their notes until God began to build in me a fiber of faith and the battles then begin to increase until they were not any more st stressful, I should say, any more strenuous, that'd be a better word. No more energy went out to fight a large battle as it used to be to fight a small battle. Now, I'm using that term battle for trials, tests, and pressures, and things you just go through, family, family stuff, sicknesses that come your way, financial challenges, relational problems, all those things would be considered a battle or a challenge that you have to put your faith up against. You have to confess through that thing and pray through it and keep your attitude and keep your victory and keep your smile. <laughs> Amen. And that's the, that's the one that has to be practiced. Smile your way through. Hallelujah. So, what does this mean to us today? There are some things that God allows in our life or takes us into on purpose. Now remember, Jesus was led into the wilderness by the Spirit. <laughs> when I first read that, I thought, I thought, wow, we're being uh, side, you know, sidelined here. We're being tricked. This Holy Spirit's leading us into a problem into the wilderness where there's temptation? How could that be? But Jesus was led into the spirit so that he could come out of the wilderness in the power of the spirit. You notice the entrance he was led in, the exodus out of the wilderness, he came out in the power of the spirit. Why? What happened? The temptations that he overcame were called battles or trials or temptations. So, when you run into your next one, let's we'll see what time is it. Uh-huh, about 12.30 today. <laughs> uh, I'm not prophesying, I'm just saying there's a good chance there'll be a trial or a test. It could be the guy ahead of you and, and going too slow, and you're tempted to shout at him and say something bad, like, you know, get out of my way, you bum. 
Don't do it. That's a small one to teach your mouth how to speak and teach your heart how to feel. It starts in the small things so that when something big comes, it doesn't bowl you over or run you over. You're able to stay steady and fulfill your task. Amen. Well, I encourage you today to face the small ones with joy. The scriptures tell us in the book of James that we are to have joy and embrace the trials with joy. Count it all joy when you face these trials and temptations. Why? Because it begins to work in us perfectness, a perfect spirit, a perfect temperament, a perfect faith life, a perfect extension of Christ out into the world through us. <laughs> we are light bearers and carriers of such marvelous truth that it changes the course of history everywhere we go. <laughs> Isn't that something? And that's Thursday. We got Friday to go yet. Wow, what a week we're having already. I love you all. I'm so proud of being able to be a part of your life in this small way. Thank you for your prayers, your giving, your supply back to me and all the ways you supply with encouragement, with good comments, with subscribing. And some of you have been nudged by the Lord and you've been sending me some support along the way. That's a good, good thing to help us along the way. Thank you for that. All right. Small battles are for practice because God has some significant battles that need to be won and he wants you ready. It's called maturity. It's called growing up in God. It's called uh, learning how to use the sword and, and it, with skill. What did Paul tell Timothy? Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What's that sound like? Sword fighting with the word of God, doesn't it? Sound like he's learned the skill on how to come through victoriously. Bible says we need to have an answer for everyone that asks us of our hope that's within us. That's a skill that you learn as you have those interactions with people. So be prepared. This is going to be a good week. Battles are ahead of us. Let them be good practice. Well, until tomorrow morning, Friday is here, and we always love to celebrate Friday. And we will see you then as you tune in. We so appreciate all of you that come by. Until then, be blessed. I hear the sound of a battle coming. See you then.